Hey there, you're listening to Tuned In, Dialed Up, a very special episode when no one dies. It's a very special episode <laughs> of Tuned In, Dialed Up. This is a or podcast do about. They? Or do oh, I'm ready. Hey. <laughs> it is it is 2018. It is. This is a podcast about podcasting in which two people who listen to a lot of podcasts and write about them and, and stuff like that talk about podcast stuff. Yeah. Uh, Will, what's the hook of today's episode? Because it's a it, we do have a hook. We do have a hook. Um, we're playing hooky. No, we're um, playing the feud. <laughs> so, in November. We are opening up a contest called From the Sound Up. If you listened to our um, Spoilers Ahoy episode about cereal, you have probably already heard us talk about this a little bit, but we wanted to kind of show what it's going to be like. So From the Sound Up is a contest in which listeners like you who have podcasts submit an episode to us and we have you on our show here on tuned and dialed up and we talk about an episode and basically give you live feedback and tell you what we loved and what we thought you could improve um the aim is not just to help you and your podcast but also to show listeners what kind of the the critical process is like for people who write on podcasts like me and Gavin. So today, to demonstrate that, we figured we would do something a little fun. Um, This is definitely fun. Yeah. So we went and we searched for some public domain, old-timey, golden age radio dramas. And we're going to do that. uh, Like, we're going to do the From the Sound Up thing for that. And I think it's going to be really fun. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to listen to this gem, the, the Planet, Planet Man. Man. The Planet Man. The Planet Man. This is the fascinating story of Dan Troll, the Planet Man. So we were like looking at different um, different radio shows to discuss, and I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll back through our Discord chat for this guy oh, yeah. because the way that we were talking about it, I think, was very indicative of how excited we were. My conspiracy theory is every radio drama and TV show announcer from the 50s was the same person. <laughs> so then I said, "LMAO, love it," and honestly, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, um, there's also, we were talking about something else before we found Planet Man. Um, yep. You found an actor named Jack Black. <laughs> I did, unfortunately. Uh, we talked about I how we qu- probably couldn't do any DC properties because there were a lot in there, and I got really excited uh, yes. about Blue Beetle. Yeah, because there's one thing that um, is, there's a lot of stuff that's relevant today that was on radio back in yes. the day. Yeah. Um, also, uh, there are several recordings of radio versions of Frankenstein. If you find yeah. one that shit, just leave it. Go do a fun one. Now we can put our reviewer uh, clothing item of choice. I, <laughs> I, I'm tired of defaulting socks. to pants. Socks. Oh. Reviewer socks. <laughs> I, I do want to say, yeah, us, us like chuckling at the nostalgia and cheesiness of the planet man and its intro uh is not indicative (laughs) from the sound up let's actually talk about that real quick because i think that it's important for showing how we are going to discuss this versus how we would discuss 
contest entries. So the way that I listened to Planet Man was I listened to it as if it were a podcast made today um, with the idea that it was made in the style of old-timey radio shows as kind of a campy, nostalgic throwback. So if I'm chuckling, in my mind, I'm chuckling with it yeah, because it yeah, was yeah. made in my head now, you know? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanted, I just wanted to let that one hang for a while. Oh. <laughs> I did. I I did try to listen to it also from this frame of mind. I will say a lot of my fascination with not super important historical facts meant that there were some things. So so much so. Yeah. There's going to be a section of this episode that's just Gavin talking about shit from this radio show but first <laughs> uh let's talk about planet man episode 26 mm -hmm. so right off the bat the intro music i loved it it is so goofy but i really unironically loved it um, it really has this america on the march feeling yes. from it but it's also like it's so specifically and immediately a piece of not just you know nostalgia but also sci-fi nostalgia there are these fantastic um instrumental bits that are very regal but also a little bit dissonant they're they're stranger chords that you wouldn't get in like a superhero story they're a little bit more um complex and because of that that feeling of like oh outer space and sci-fi really comes through immediately with just the music and somebody saying planet man really loudly yeah, there's some tropes in public radio, or not public radio, this wasn't public radio, it was, it was not public, it was just, you listen to radio, it, was, it had ads. Uh, the radio drama from this period, because we are talking about something that is, air quotes, emulating the early 50s, it is mm -hmm. very much in the vein of Captain Laserbeam on Brilliant Adventure Hour, like you have all those, you're, uh, you're hitting all those things, and both in our fictional the sphere around this thing we're talking about and in the real mm -hmm. world a lot of the music in old school radio drama was something that was in the physical studio with the people so organs pianos uh theremins like things that were either easy to get or things that were already in the room from other things right right so this yeah. organ theme is really great it's it's fantastic. Um, it sounds so iconic, even though I've never heard it before. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, um, and we'll probably we'll play a clip here of the first about forty five seconds, probably. Yeah. This is the fascinating story of Dan Tro, the Planet Man, troubleshooter for the League of Planets organization, the law enforcement body for peace and justice in the celestial world, whose headquarters and center of operations are situated on the capital of all the planets, Planaria Rex. From Mercury to Pluto, wherever danger threatens the universe, you will find Dantro the Planet Man fighting for fair play. In a moment, the Planet Man. The intro is great. Um, I like that there is like a recap that happens. There's an introduction. It's very long. It's very long. By modern it's standards, very, very it's incredibly long. long. Yeah. So if the creator were here, um, by the way, we would be talking to them and interviewing them along with playing these clips. But I would tell the, the creator, maybe find a way to make this really concise. I think that 45 seconds is a lot. 
I think that it's honestly sufficient without the explanation of who Planet Man is or the hijinks or what's going on, especially because after that, we launch into an additional 30 seconds. That's a recap of what happened last, last time. You will remember we left Planet Man and Pat marooned on an asteroid by two space pirates who had stolen the Planeteer with Billy and Jane aboard as hostages. On their way to rendezvous with other pirates off Saturn, the two are unaware that Billy and Jane are planning to take over the ship. Back on the asteroid, with only a few hours of air left in the tanks of their spacesuits, Dancho and Pat are working desperately against time. Yeah, I've listened to this three times now. Oh, yeah? I forgot a lot of information from this intro, intro like, every time. Oh, I, I don't, yeah, I don't remember a thing. <laughs> uh, uh, the, there's also, like, <clears throat> this is in our solar system, but there's also a planet that is not any of the planets. Yes, no. <laughs> Yeah. It is hard to keep track it, of some of the, the canon we're playing with here. Yes, because it feels like it has a really rich, deep canon. And because of that, I appreciate that there is some background. But I think you kind of have to pick and choose. Um, I will also say that in podcast land, this, with the intro and the recap, it lasts a minute and 30 seconds. I would say that this is a long time for listeners who are very prone to marathon listens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, this this show had how many? 77 episodes, Gavin? 77. We're talking about 26. <laughs> We're talking about 26. <laughs> so somebody is likely to say that, say that 70, 78 is coming out next week. It's not unlikely that somebody's going to try to marathon through 77 episodes and a minute and a half. That's that's a lot of time on Pocket Cast skipping. Yep. Actually, you bring that up. Pocket Cast is one of those rare. I don't I, I don't remember. I used to use Addict, uh, but I know Pocket Casts, you can tell it to just skip to time code, which means I have that's not. True. Had, I have not had to hear a lick of John Roderick all year, all for the last three or four months <laughs> listening to my bim bam. Uh, it's, I it's don't actually... think that most podcast listeners will utilize that feature, though. Yeah, no, and that's I a thing that you it, find. Yeah, I think this would be alienating with as long as it is to a standard podcast listener. Yeah. Also, I guess one because this has been talked about. This has been talked about on your Discord, actually, the inclusion of it last time on. Yes. Um, I do enjoy the compromise of if you need it, you can do you can pull a twenty two ninety eight slash ostium, and at the end of each season, yes. make a block so that people Condensed. can listen to that. Yeah, I am a fan of a last time on. I honestly would have appreciated just the last time on and not the introduction to the lore and the world and the canon. Um, I think that that middle part could be taken out. Yeah, because that uh, that that works great when it's something that they're expecting you have never heard it before. Uh, but in a fictional in a fiction series, I'm already invested. This is it is it is super yeah. rare that I'm listening to episode 26 first. Right. Although that said, since this is emulating a serialized radio show, uh, I think some of the modernization of it is accepting the fact that people are fine with trying to catch up manually or they listen to this, like it, go back to the beginning, figure it out from there. Yeah, I think that's valid for sure. So moving on from here, we have mm -hmm. our basic cast of characters here. Uh, there is, I want to say Captain Planet. I want to say Captain Planet so <laughs> fucking bad every time I talk about him. <laughs> no, Gavin, he is a Planet Man. Planet <laughs> Man. Uh, his actual name is Dak. 
Dantro. I want to say Dextros when I'm talking right. about him. Uh, we have Dantro, who I is I want to say the... Dadtron. Dadtron. Like he's a father, uh, father he... robot. <laughs> he is a... Tr... I want to point out, he is not a captain. He is not an, em... no. he is not an enforcer. He's a no. troubleshooter. That's his yes. position. Uh, Love which is... it. It's adorable. Love it. Uh, <laughs> he's also a MacGyver type. We've mm-hmm. got... Um, so our first real inter- introduction of Dantro, who is only in this episode like fuck i don't know like a minute <laughs> yeah <laughs> him and woman whose name i can't understand i don't know what her name is <laughs> to this day I, I have looked it up i had tried and apparently she's just not an important character because she's not mentioned Great. in any of the like nostalgia stuff about this uh wonderful dude uh, dandro and who cares are <laughs> stuck on an asteroid <laughs> because some pirates some mean pirates have stolen their spaceship uh, and they're the two kid characters are aboard. Now the two kid characters <laughs> have uh, some Bart Simpson ass voice acting, where that is totally yes. a grown ass forty year old smokes two packs a day woman yes. doing a little kid. Like it's and, you know, adorable. I actually kind of yeah, I love that. I think that um, I think that it's totally in line with the era and the genre. I no, think it has that a, it has a strong golly gee on it. I will say. Um, the performance, so all of the performances are really campy and hammy, which is good. Um, but the, so the kids, his name is Billy, right? Not Bobby, Billy. I think it's Billy. Billy. It's, so it's Billy and Jane are the two kids who we are aboard. Yeah, we'll like actually invest ourselves in, yeah. you know, in your content. And I also have notes here. I just wasn't looking over. So Billy and Jane are aboard the ship. <laughs> And the ship has been hijacked by some pirate folk, and they are trying to figure out a way to take it back. So Billy is, I think, the one voice that really stuck out to me. And it sounded less like it was, you know, that kind of like over the top golly gee. It did sound like a little bit of an inexperienced performance. Yeah. Um, it didn't quite mesh with the other actors. The pacing of it was a little bit slow, but also very uh, quick on exchanges so the space between an exchange is very very small but once he starts speaking he speaks a little bit more slowly than everybody else so it's a very yeah. unnatural pacing we have so little time when i was crawling around in that space between the inner and outer hull I noticed a valve leading into this cabin, Which and I suddenly it, remembered what yeah, Dantro like, told me it was We know this was recorded. This was recorded. Not probably. This was recorded all in one room. Like this was a, a yes. Mars Fall type production, so it's not necessarily the result of editing. Uh, again, both in fiction right. and out of fiction, probably not edited that that hard. We, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say without I would, breaking fiction yeah, on I'll, this, but the girl. <laughs> Yes. She's... <laughs> okay, let's listen to some of the girls' dialogue. You know why there are so many locks on the door, don't you? Don't be so mysterious, Billy. If I knew, I wouldn't be asking you. This cabin was used to bring specimens of animal life on the different planets back to Planaria Rex for the scientists to study. Well, I wish I knew what you were talking about. Don't keep me guessing. So she's a fucking idiot. Uh... <laughs> 
Okay, she so, is, and it's it's like it's not her fault. It's not she her was just fault. So bad. It is. This is a product of the time. And the thing is, if you are to produce something like this now, you gotta really lean into it to point or that totally out. Or totally subvert it. You could also subvert it where she makes all the right choices. Yeah. And everyone else just takes credit for them. <laughs> that would. I would be more comfortable with that than trying to lampshade how poorly she's written. Yeah. Because that that could produce some laughs, but I don't know what else it would, like, to what you, end. That is true. You know? Yeah. You could lampshade, like, Billy being, whoa, leave it to Beaver. But yeah, that, that yes. probably would be, you, you don't want to continue the thing by doing it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, we should also say real quick that there is a character in this yeah. who is named very unfortunately. Not, I I don't think that the way he was named carried the same resonance that it no. does now. Like, I don't think, I think it's just like a an accident of time. Well, okay. You know? So it's 1952. So. That's true. Civil rights movement and. It's it is a white voice actor doing it. Yeah, I just assumed that that was like just a pirate name they came up with, but I don't Maybe. know. Okay, so one thing we I do want to talk about here, and we'll just dodge it by renaming that character. But um, yeah, exactly. The one thing I want to talk about here that is so delicious, which is both in and out of fiction, is the air quotes pirates sound like two bit actors who make yeah. a living doing gangster mobster roles <laughs> and they were down the hall and someone went yeah. hey who wants to two parts two parts 12 lines and they were like hey uh because we got a lot of dad on no boss like a lot of yeah we really did <laughs> it's they, these are two um these are two organized criminals who are bringing a new level of uh, evilness to pirating. Pirating. Oh, now, of course, fairy. I'm not expecting you like, <laughs> like, I'm not expecting that from the word pirate, but still like. That kid Jane says she's got something important to say, but she won't tell me unless you're there. I think she's just wasting time. I can't believe a word either of those kids say. They just ain't honest. I guess we better go back and see what she's talking about. You're probably right, but maybe there's something she knows that we ought to know. All right, but if this is another one of her tricks, she's going out that spaceport. League patrol or no league patrol. <laughs> These dudes sound like they're about to sell you something that fell off the back of a truck. Uh, yeah. They're adorable. Okay, well, wait. So let's <laughs> let's rein this in and explain how we would explain this to a podcaster. Yes. Because, like, we're not going to be... We're not going to be this vicious to anybody who's submitting, oh, and we're no. not going to take any submissions where we would be tempted to be this vicious. If the creator were, he were here, like, I like the idea of the sort of, like, space pirate. I think, you know, that's that's fun territory. Yeah. I also like the territory of space gangster, but I think that if you're going to play in this space and you're going to have that throwback vibe you kind of need to choose one or the other and then model the voice as such if only because this is a genre that needs that campiness that over-the-top pantomime just you gotta zhuzh everything up to 12 a little bit more yes like billy yes there good yeah. dantro actually dantro is bland and i love it very because that fits perfectly uh the prospector there's a the prospector prospector yeah. character we will get to here in a bit who is fucking yeah. 
just mm, perfect perfect Very archetype good. so one note you have want to talk about here we have gone from dantro on the asteroid to the planet here we have billy yes. and what's her name again the woman jane. character who cares jane billy and jane jane and actually the woman <laughs> yeah has a uh <laughs> jane actually has an important role in this which i was quite shocked at uh yeah the transitions between these are just left and right left and right there are yeah so the there are four ad breaks? There, there's quite a few. There are a lot of ad breaks. There's this a lot is 11 of ad minutes breaks. of audio. Mm-hmm. I think that my main problem with the with the very, very fast transitions, it's not... I mean, it does feel rushed, but my main problem um, is it really detracts from how involved you get with the characters. So I know that in this era, things were kind of surface and you just wanted a good story. But in 2018, I want to know my characters a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I want to know what's motivating them. I want to know their mindset. I want to dig into that character a little bit more. I think that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, the very fast transitions do not allow that because you're being whipped back and forth versus allowing yourself to steep in a scene with a character. So I think that for the purpose of characterization and getting some more buy-in from your listener, maybe just fewer transitions mm -hmm. and group those scenes together instead of separating them all. Because you're not behooven to the same ad-heavy right, right. construct of a actual old-style radio Bought your show podcast <laughs> yeah uh i think that this was also done often because there was an assumption that like oh kids are listening they're not going to have the attention span for a longer scene i think that you can trust your listener a little bit more than that yeah also one thing to note for later discussion this is totally oriented at kids <laughs> oh uh, absolutely yeah, yeah planet man is a kid show this is not like something the parents actually cared to listen to that said i one thing that does play into what you were talking about it's one little thing that really stood out um I, i'm sure it's a throwaway line at one point while the plan is being enacted by jane and billy uh one of the two gangsters is like ah you're more trouble than a league patrol cruiser yeah then the government <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is that's adorable it is really cute, yeah. So, uh, can we talk about Dantro's plan here? Because they're stuck on an asteroid. He, he, yeah. I don't remember his plan because he was so boring. He's I so boring. I don't remember. So, I just listened to him setting it up because I was listening to the first minute of it here while I was setting up. Uh, mm -hmm. He melts the silver charm bracelets that the oh, lady right. has oh my God. to make a mirror. Is it working, Dantro? The rock is melting and forming glass, all right, Pat. I only hope my heat projector lasts. You think anyone will see our signals? If this mirror we're making turns out right with the sun as bright as it is, the flashes ought to be seen from pretty far out in space. How is it now? Finished. We'll cool almost at once in this temperature, then we'll melt the silver from your charm bracelets on the back and hope for the best. He melts silver charm bracelets? That means she wears a charm yeah. bracelet on the outside of her suit. <laughs> space suit? Oh, yes. actually... While we're here, mm -hmm. I want to talk about the sound design for the spacesuit. I, I was Perfect. really impressed by this. Okay, so the way that I think that they did this, and I could be wrong, but I think that they had them on different mics from the announcer yeah. and from Billy and Jane. So the effect essentially was 
they sounded like they were coming through a spacesuit. First off, like out of the fiction, yeah. I'm astounded that we had something that sounded like a spacesuit. Like we knew how to make those sounds in the 50s. Yeah. That's amazing. Humans are so cool. My um, theory on that one is it's a live monitor being played to a second mic. Ah. Uh, that might be too expensive, but that's how I would do it in the 50s. Uh, yeah, my, I think that makes a lot, of, that's a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My one note, if this were in, in our fiction... Their spacesuit dialogue sound design sounds great. Turn them yep. up because they are Turn like up. they're like twenty quiet. percent quieter than everyone else because of the sound effect. Mm-hmm. I would also like the kind of like shh, click, you know, between yeah. like you know. We need that, and I also need some more theremin. Like we've got the the organ, <laughs> but I it, agree. I legit need some. Like, I need a lot more of that. Damn, Gavin, that was a good theremin. <laughs> good work. That was great. Yeah. No, I definitely needed it to be a little bit a little bit um, more on the sci-fi, sci-fi edge. Yeah. But I, I think that the, design, that the design here was mostly really, really great. I was very impressed by it. Uh, from a writing perspective, I think yeah. my biggest note here is in fiction. Need to work on converting from visual to audio because it feels like the writer mm. of this is used to writing stage or tv stuff and uh or, or just like full-on fiction and now yeah. they're having to kind of work in the purview of the the person can't see or imagine too much of what they're doing so they're saying like i was crawling around between the outer bulkhead and the inner bulkhead and i noticed this valve and i remember dancho told me what that valve is for and to prompt yeah. Billy to keep talking, Jane's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about because I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> at one point, she literally says, and I'll play the clip here. She says something akin to, uh, "You, I'm just, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Oh, Jane. Yeah. Yeah. So should we move on to, so my next chunk I wanted to talk about, okay. we've actually kind of talked about it already, was the 4.30 to 5.19, um, where we talked about how the Billy is a little bit s stilted, and then, <laughs> yeah. um, but sound design was really, really immersive. I don't have anything else until almost the end of the episode. Oh, let's just I jump to that, because that's going to be fun. Uh, oh, I will well, say- do you want to talk about prospector scene? The prospector scene. So there's this, yeah. the way they invent- a mid-episode cliffhanger because there are so many ad breaks they keep working their way at one point they manufacture an, uh, a cliffhanger by just kind of stopping a scene and having having the announcer go oh no what's happening find out you know <laughs> oh that is it's so good I yeah no it, it felt like um uh, uh, uh house of sunshine <laughs> yes exactly exactly there's one towards the end of the episode that's like the end of episode cliffhanger that i i want to play but i guess we can talk about that later i just fucking love it <laughs> <laughs> uh so the, the actual cliffhanger we're talking about here yeah. uh the prospector character is just kind of booping around and he's talking to himself to set yeah. up his own backstories <laughs> i know it's out there somewhere and i'm gonna find it if it takes me 10 years more an asteroid of solid uranium. I'll take the money and build me a space castle off Venus. It'll be bigger and shinier than anything in the solar system. Uh, what's that? Something flashing on that asteroid. Huh, must be my imagination of the sun shining on a hunk of quartz. 
I've been around these asteroids so long, maybe I'm beginning to see things. He's got the old prospector manor voice, and um, he has what his sound design sounds like. They had a like one of those bingo cages full of rice, and they're just turning it to make a shh. Yeah, because his yeah. spaceship sound design is just shh. Same thing with the planeteer. The planeteer is a little different. That might just be my ears wanting to hear a different thing. Uh, no, it was I, a little bit different. But I was it, it, you, yeah. the planeteer sounds like almost uh, something like a gas being let out of a valve slowly. Uh, but there's just yeah. a faint. They think in the fiction of Planet Man, not Captain Planet, Planet Man. They <laughs> they think ships sound like air being slowly let out on a balloon. <laughs> like that's that's yeah, what rockets yeah. sound like. It's adorable. Sure. But I do want to just point out that like the, the I do enjoy the the campiness of this prospector character because it totally is just taking minor 49er put him in space yeah i think i think that it's perfectly indicative of how much you need to lean into what you're doing i think that the i think that especially not dad tron dan tro <laughs> dan tro <laughs> i think that dan tro and and also the kids I think that they could go a little bit heavier on the camp. I think that they play it safe. I'm guessing that this is because the prospector is not going to be a recurring character, so they can, like, be goofier with him, whereas they want the others to be taken a little bit more seriously. But I think that it actually has the opposite effect. Oh, one little bit of dialogue with, and this is from later, but uh, uh, to spoil his cliffhanger of, will the prospector see the mirror? Because he has this whole dialogue of, like, is that a piece yeah. of quartz reflecting the sunlight, or is that someone flashing me? Uh, he does see Dadron and who gives a shit. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. when Dadron wakes up, who gives a shit is unconscious. And he's like, is she okay? And the prospector is just like, yeah, I think she's fine. If you want to look, if you want to get up and walk over there, you can find out yourself. And it's just like, that's a perfect moment of you don't need to write. Well, get up and walk over there. Uh, Cause your yeah. listener is going to be able to think, Oh, he obviously got over there somehow <laughs> to check her right, out right 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 yeah i would say definitely the the visual to audio needs to be thought of a little bit more carefully for sure there's some fun little Can world we... building here and there i do want to talk about the room yeah uh the plan here for the kids to yeah, take back do, the ship do. is uh little billy remembered that there's this one room on the ship that uh, Dantro told him about that is hooked up to gas with the idea being they can lure uh, like dangerous animals on, or they can capture dangerous animals and just fauna from other planets, put them in this mm -hmm. room, pump it full of, you know, laughing gas, knock them out and then bring them back to whatever the, uh, what is the fake planet? You have a note here, actually uh, planaria Rex whatever yep uh they can take these specimens back to planary racks to study them and he's like i can turn on the gas from outside the room so mm -hmm. jane since you're a woman lure the two guys in there uh by saying you have details that you want to share with them and then yes. i will turn on the gas knock all three of you out and then i'll drag your limp lifeless body out and wake you up <laughs> to right, which jane right. is rightfully like but it works. Yeah, that sounds bad, actually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, it does work. So it's a fun little thing. Like, there's a little bit of backstory about the 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 planet here. Like, we learn a little bit about, about the ship. I know this isn't meant to be a pilot. It's not sold as a pilot. But right. 
I do learn some stuff about. It. I'm like, oh, so this is more of a, you know, it's not just military. It's it's a little explorer-y. Like, yeah. there's some fun stuff happening here. Uh, the scene where Jane actually lies to the guys to get them to come in the room and shut the door is hilarious and on it's purpose. It's very goofy. It is very goofy because she's like, I know about some uranium and the the air quote smart one of the two henchmen makes the not smart one who is having suspicions shut up because hey uranium i will say so i liked this scene but i think i think again it needs to either really lean in yeah or pull back a little bit more so the the problem is that basically she says that she has intel she knows where a thousand what, pounds of uranium are. Right. And that's what gets them to come in. <clears throat> and I could buy this if they were a lot dumber or she was written, if she was allowed to be a lot more cunning mm-hmm. and a lot more convincing. But we didn't really get either. So we got more a very quick solution to a problem versus a character interaction that to me felt authentic. I think it's a great idea for a scene. I think it's actually a very, very clever setup for how to get everybody back safely. Yeah. Um, I like that Jane was like, if I have to take the fall and get knocked out, I will. Um, But I wish, again, I wish it would have either been goofier, which I think would have served this very, very well, or pulled back a little bit and given a little bit more nuance. Uh, I agree with all that. I do want to say the fact that she says uranium does feel out of fiction, totally of the time, because, you know, you know, atomic power and all that. Yeah. So if you want to make this now, I need like Bitcoin, you know, like I need something very cheesy, very now. I know. I know where 50,000 Bitcoins are. I know. I know. (laughs) Hey, hey. I know of a hard drive that's got five whole Bitcoin on it, and it's in Queens. We gotta go to this bus station. You follow me in this room that has gas nozzles everywhere, and I'm just gonna knock on the wall three times. Shut okay, that door. Okay, but also imagine, imagine that she convinces these two dum-dums that Bitcoins are actual physical objects, ah! and she knows where they are. The best part is you can buy, like, physical shitty fake coins that have the Bitcoin logo on them. Of course you can. Can you buy them with Bitcoin? Uh, what is blockchain? So, um... <laughs> <laughs> so, Bitcoin's so mommy, is... that's all I know. <laughs> Can we first just play the clip at 10.58 that is the cliffhanger? Because I want to talk about how absolutely perfect it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aboard a prospector's ship is not the best way to find two kids speeding around on a super spaceship like the Planeteer. What will Billy and Jane do now that they've taken care of Slick and Blackie? Or have they? We'll be back in a moment. But first, here is a message the Planet Man wants you to hear. Tune in again for more transcribed thrills and adventures. Rocket millions of light years into space with Dan Troll, the Planet Man. The Planet Man. This guy is just great. I just love this guy. Yeah, so... 
this announcer is perfect, but I want to talk about also the fact that there is a musical sting after each yeah. thing he says. It is so dramatic. It is so over the top. I love it. It was perfect. It is so perfect. <laughs> and it it makes me happy to know, like, out of fiction, this is a thing that actually happened. Because, you know, movies... Yes. Movies can yada yada a lot of things about pop culture, so much so that we start to interpret right, right. certain things, like the milk carton kids, like all yeah. that shit. Uh, to see this actually, like, <laughs> after every. Yeah. If I made this now, people would say I'm going too far. Agreed. Yeah. But. And I love that it's real. <laughs> yeah. In this, in this context, it is perfect. Uh, that said. <laughs> A lot of loose ends need to be tied up in 11 minutes of audio. If this was being produced as an actual podcast today, I would say go for 15, go for 16. I like, would say go for 15. Yeah, there's got there's to be, you got to be able to let those characters breathe a little bit more. Um, yes. The There are technically two stories, Billy and Jane. Mm-hmm. There's, there's an A and a B plot, but the way yeah. that the announcer bounces things around, it makes it sound like there are four because the prospector yeah. is kind of given the same amount of weight and the two bad guys are given kind of the same amount of weight. That mm-hmm. said, um, just don't talk I about I wouldn't the- cut any of those, though. I wouldn't like, cut it. I- Make fake ads. That's one thing I would say. Oh, it definitely needs fake ads. I was very disappointed by the fact that there weren't like the real ads in there was very sad. But yeah. I would say that because I liked all of those elements a lot. Um, I don't. <laughs> OK, the prospector m- maybe cut him a little bit, but he was yeah. so funny. Um, I would much prefer, like you said, expanding to 15, um, giving the characters more room to breathe and letting them develop a little bit more slowly. I think that that combined with grouping the scenes together, having fewer cuts and transitions would make for a much a much more fluid, immersive listener experience. Oh, and cutting that intro is really gonna free up some time, oh, even if you don't take yes. it to fifteen. Uh any further any further comments for this invisible, uh inaudible <laughs> podcaster we're talking to? Yeah, I think I think as a sum up, I would just say that I I think this was so fun. I really, really loved it. There were parts that I think need to be improved for sure, but I think that this could be really welcome in the audio drama landscape of today. We're, we're seeing things like this with Star Tripper, for instance. Yep. Um, and I think that we could we could stand something campier and more throwback. Um, I think it was great. I would love to listen to more. And I think it's headed in a good direction. And with some pretty small, I would say some pretty small edits throughout, um, you can make something really really exciting and, and mm-hmm. that a lot of people would love to listen to. Uh, one thing I will touch on, I did find some, obviously not from the time, artwork for the show that kind of depicted, uh, not Captain Planet, uh, Planet Man uh, with a who cares woman like fending off an alien and there's like ray guns and stuff. Uh, yeah. There was no violence in this episode. And I do understand that out of fiction, this is a thing for kids in the 50s. Uh, yeah. But the idea that this is a campy send of era campy throwback to that era the idea that we're not just shooting aliens that represent pre-colonialization societies uh (laughs) that sounds more fun like i think i I like the i I like the idea of there being this kind of campy yeah but we also take out the shit we don't like yes and i i like that 
um, you know, there there were antagonists. There's maybe going to be violence later on. But I like that it was very much focused on problem solving yeah. and that kind of MacGyver sensibility. I think that that's more fun than just pew pew, you know. Especially when it's MacGyver sensibility of like, I'm going to melt <laughs> melt. Uh, melt the silver <laughs> charms from your charm bracelet that you keep on the outside of your, <laughs> space, of your suit. space suit. He also tells her to um, breathe faster and shorter. To, yes. To conserve oxygen. That's literally the opposite of how you that conserve is, yeah, oxygen. Yeah, that is, that is not a good advice. Don't do that. <laughs> the next little bit. Just a couple fun out of fiction things. The yeah. the pro okay, so let's talk about the intro. Wait, so there's have, that there's Do you that have anything sting. else real quick that you would say to the podcaster who is not here, but if they were? As we talked about, there are tropes that would be better served if you leaned into them. Um I don't yes. wanna and again, I don't want to give the idea that we're gonna sit here and be like, be like other stuff, but No given the context of this podcast being a throwback to old school serialized fiction, uh, the thing about serialized fiction, you really got to keep in mind the things we like, the things that Lucas put in star Wars because he loved that. You got to keep uh, rotating cast of characters. We, I need mm -hmm. fun cliffhangers. I mm -hmm. need quite frankly, some bloated, stupid canon. I need there to be so many details that you kind of have to glaze over them at first. Uh, <laughs> it, it, there's a, and again, that's all, that's a tall order, but if you can do it and put in details without it being like overbearing, you're opening it up to be fun. There's going to be wikis mm -hmm. of your show. <laughs> there's yeah, going to yeah, be, exactly. you're going to have voice actors lining up to play goofy yeah. one-off characters. It'll that be That is very true. It'll be a very fun show to make. And that's the thing, if you make a fun show, people will be interested in it. It's not um mm -hmm. it's not just like, "Oh, I'm so smart. I've listened to all these sci-fi things from the 50s." No, it's just like it's fun. It's the same reason yeah, the Thrilling Adventure fun. Hour lasted for 7 years before they even made the podcast. It was literal dinner theater. Mhm. Mm and on that note, Let's talk about yep. the monkey in this. What? So I'm gonna play the intro sting real quick. The the so the it starts off with the planet man, and then there's like that noise. There's a powering up sound effect of it, but there's something uh -huh. underneath of it. And I sat in my car listening to this over and over and over. Um, I. <laughs> I I I can't say which I want to say Reese's. I think it's audio of primates screaming. <gasps> right? You are right. Yeah. No, because that there's two, maybe three layers of audio you can work with at the time with tape decks. So I think the sound effect is monkey screaming track and a dynamo powering up to make the and then you yeah. put them together and the organ the live organ being uh -huh. paired with that recorded track i think that's how they did it i'm listening to it again and that is so and that's one that, that's one thing i wanted to bring up because as a podcaster especially if you're listening to this especially if you are listening to this and you want to incorporate stuff like that organic sound organic things are not necessarily things that producers use a lot in podcasting and it works so well the original effect mm -hmm. for the emperor's face in the hologram in empire strikes back before they went back and 
fixed it in the special edition, the way they made Emperor Palpatine seem so creepy was they used an old woman's face and then they got still they got these bright yellow eyes of again a monkey and rotoscope them onto the old woman's face so you had this weird huh. otherworldly thing by incorporating an organic thing into an organic thing organic sound can be used as a tool it doesn't have to be all yeah generated yeah and i i never would have even thought about that until you pointed it out. That's really brilliant. Yeah. So just that that's a really cool little 1952 bit of sound design. I thought that was pretty interesting. A lot of a lot of the foley was really fantastic, which I'm not surprised by, but it was a nice reminder of just how yeah. how this is, brilliant all the practical effects were. Because it's all live. Like there there is someone at a booth with a bunch of, like if you watched any of the Prairie Home Companion live stuff, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Um I can't recommend this enough. If anyone gets a chance to see the radio play version of something like I saw a radio play version of Frankenstein. Like the, I, the yeah. idea was it wasn't broadcast, but they performed it like a radio play. So there was two people on stage whose only job was to do the sound effects. Oh, and it so was fun. great. It was very fun because also they fucked up a few times. <laughs> like at one time, a gunshot went off way too early when a balloon popped. Uh, <laughs> It is very fun. So, yeah, That's think about great. that stuff. Um, I think I've talked yeah. about sound effect, sound effects and stuff like that in the past. One little nugget of history I will give here before we move on. The mm -hmm. prospector says this about the ship. So his his reasoning for not saying, yeah, she's fine. I'm watching her. Is uh, I'm watching her sleep for some reason. He says something about, I've got to fly the ship myself. Because it's not one of those automatic jobs. This was recorded in 1952, 1953, I think. And I just did some cursory Googling because it felt right to me. The automatic transmission was not was not a main thing that a lot of cars had. It was an optional feature. Oh. So this feels like... He's got a manual spaceship. This He's flying a manual spaceship because at the time, cars were not... Um, right automatic so that was like a hoit that was a dig at him being rich he was he was implying <laughs> he thinks that that uh not captain planet is so rich that he has an automatic spaceship well this thing i've had it for 10 years and it served me well <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing love it we should also explain again how to submit oh okay yeah yeah so, so from november 1st through the last that's our time period yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you want to submit to From the Sound Up, uh, you can find a post about it on dialedupodcast.wordpress.com. Also, mm -hmm. we will have something on our Twitter about it around this time, yep. so that'll be pretty easy to find. Really easy. Just check out the post. We have open... Uh, we're taking uh, submissions from... Well, let me look at my calendar here. Uh, we're taking submissions from five days ago until <laughs> the last of november <laughs> oh wait no this comes out the 23rd yes we'll be taking submissions from the first through the final day of november i was looking at the tuned in dialed episode that comes out on the 6th got it um and 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 please note if you email us before then because the submissions are emailed you can again find details in the post mm -hmm. if you email us in october 
I'm going to delete it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, hey, it doesn't open up until November. I'm going to delete it. See our previous episode about um, right. approaching reviewers. Because. Yes. Yes. We all have lives. Yep. We really look forward to everyone's submissions. Nonfiction, fiction. Just because we did a fiction one here does not mean we are not open to nonfiction and things of that sort. Uh, it's yeah, just uh, we don't think the people who made Planet Man who are also dead now are going to be like, <laughs> you <Yeah>. freebooted me. <laughs> I want to produce Planet Man. I'm going to be honest. I I don't blame you. I <laughs> I want to hear a remake of Planet Man. Like, it's so good. Just, I loved it. <laughs> just get John DiMaggio to play his the the, the uh, Captain Nuclear or whatever from uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour. Just Zap- or Captain oh. Laser Beam. Were you thinking Zap Is Brannigan? That John DiMaggio was he on it? Hmm. Yeah, I was thinking Zap Brannigan because he he did that voice on Future. He did too. Uh, yeah, uh, John DiMaggio. Uh, no, I'm sorry, he didn't. Um, uh, Billy West. West did uh, does Zap Brannigan. Uh, no, Captain yes. Laser Beam. Yeah, that's John DiMaggio. Got it. Got also, it. Nice. the first thing that I did when listening to, to Planet Man was I heard the intro and I paused it and I went, Sparks Nevada, Marshall on Mars. Like, it's just thrilling <laughs> adventure hour really did. Ben Blacker and Ben Acker really did nail it. Like, this is totally that. They got it right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do we want to end the episode with our usual recommendations and maybe pun? Pun? I don't. I don't know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> I've never. <laughs> never. Never at all. Yeah. Uh, we can do that. We can do that. Perfect. Uh, do you want to start? Or should I start? I'll start. Uh, have we talked about Flash Forward okay. yet? We haven't. We Please. haven't. This is Please such do. a good show. So Flash Forward is, uh, I don't want to say it's a hybrid of fiction and nonfiction because that, Im- that implies it's uh, 50-50. It's more like um 2080 <laughs> so yeah. flash forward talks about a future whether be it one that could exist or could not but still is interesting to talk about so from things as achievable and quite frankly frightening as the idea of an app that listens to you at all times and if you mention any products or brands that you are partnered with you in a positive light it automatically gives you a little bit of money so it kind of move society oh. to recommend be we're all instagram influencers basically um things like that that are realistic to um <laughs> one of my favorite earlier ones some some pirates steal a spacex ship and from like in like 2030 and then use that ship to tow a new moon into orbit drop it there and then say they did it for the laws just so we can talk about a future where we have two moons instead of one and how that'll affect the planet what could go wrong you know what what's going to happen um so there's always a little teeny like audio drama intro of what oh there's Mm -hmm. one about uh giving animals the ability to speak dr doolittle style fantastic intro uh there's a little fiction and then we cut to the host rose evelyn talking about the future and talking to current experts who can theorize and talk about that yeah yeah i've only heard a little but i've really enjoyed everything i've heard it is so good 
Uh, also, yeah. it was originally a Gizmodo podcast, and then it wasn't, and I don't know what happened there, but it had huh. a it had a completely different title, and was and it still to this day is running like actual ads, like there's legit ads for mm-hmm. real things on there, which is weird to hear in a podcast. <laughs> yeah, very. So, Will, what's one of your recommendations today? So mine is kind of a a goofy audio drama that I thought would be fun to talk about for the Halloween season. Um, I'm not usually one who's like into fandom type podcasts or like, like, um, you know, like, like like fan casts that are in the universe of something. Mm -hmm. Um, But this one is really fun. So it's a team of Ghostbusters and they wake up one day to find the entirety of New York City missing. So they investigate what happened they are interviewing ghosts of New Yorkers, so it's like kind of a, a play on serial, you know. And then one by one, you know, they're they're unraveling this mystery, leading to this uh, this menacing, mysterious ghost. Um, Slimer is involved. It's called Slime Town. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that Crime Town season two is Spotify exclusive? By the way, I, like, I'm not shocked. I have been. This com- was a play on Lime Town, though, you dork. I know, but it just sparked in my head. Crime Town. I <laughs> yeah, I have. I have not heard a second of Lime Town. I know that's 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 a crime, but, but. Oh, okay. Well, fuck the thing that I was gonna say for my real recommendation. I'll I'll put that to my second. Oh, um, my recommendation is Lime Town, <laughs> Gavin. What the fuck? <laughs> you okay, uncultured so- swine. It's just because, okay, so like in fairness, Limetown has been my entire October. So Limetown, for those who who don't listen, um, it was a podcast that came out in, I, I believe, 2015, um, maybe 2014, 2015. And it is a take on Serial and it is about, it follows this woman, Le- Leah Haddock, and she's a reporter and she's trying to find out what happened to Limetown, which was a town made up of some of the best scientific minds in the world. And 10 years ago, everyone went missing. There was something that happened. Um, there was a huge fire. People were calling 911 and this place was like totally off the grid. And by the time authorities showed up, first they got sent away and then the next morning everybody was completely gone and i mean like the only the only human debris of any kind they found were a few teeth at a a pyre that was burned there was not even dna on toothbrushes other than that so it's her investigation and it takes some crazy twists and turns but it is written so beautifully each episode is kind of a character study i don't want to talk about it too much um, cause I, I think that you should avoid spoilers at all costs. And each character is just so beautifully written. The acting is incredible. The writing is phenomenal. It sounds amazing. It, it is one of the reasons I write about podcasts. It is one of the reasons I care about audio drama. It's one of the most amazing things I've ever heard. On my site, I have been doing every Tuesday and Thursday in October, a re-listen recap where I explain what happened in the episode and then try to kind of pull some things from it. I'll pull some interesting facts. I will make some comparisons. I'll give a little list of characters. Um, All of that will be culminating to season two's release, the first episode's release on Halloween 2018. I'm very excited. Um, I also received a press early release copy of their prequel novel, which I have been reading. I know. Uh, it's very, very cool for me. Um, I have been really enjoying it. So 
Limetown is one of the ones where it is it is a great for a reason, and I think everybody should listen to it, especially you, Gavin. Hey, Man. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds entirely up my alley, and that's one, it. So is that's it's one of those shit. things so that makes good. it it makes it worse for me because I'm always like, well, there's one podcast I know I'll like out there, so I might as well listen to these ones I'm kind of eh about. <laughs> Gavin, no, please, please get caught up for season two's release that we can do a spoilers ahoy. Hey, please. yeah, sure. Uh, okay, thank you. So my next, What's rec- your second recommendation, my next recommendation Gavin? is kind of in line with Planet Man. It's a uh uh-huh, sure it, it is. Yeah, it's it's actually mm-hmm. a really fun podcast. It's uh this this intern got a uh, job at WNYC in New York. You know, lots of awesome uh-huh. podcasts being produced there, and they have a knack for talking about super old like we're talking turn of the century through 1950s stories they they find audio they find oral histories and things like that to talk about and kind of interview people uh to to figure out the true germ of the story here and it's just one guy producing it so it's called radio lad one i actually had another one and i threw it away uh it'll be on our twitter at some point because it only works it only works in print (laughs) i'm better at coming up with ones that are funnier in print my second actual recommendation is the dream i've already recommended the dream haven't i shit no didn't i haven't wait (laughs) Mm. wait maybe you did last time tiled up podcast they sent me such a nice review request by the way did they it was like, yeah, it was like formatted super well and like, it was great. Well, that's what happens when you're a yet, Stitcher premium podcast, huh? Piece of string, looted retropod, the shouse. Haha, I haven't talked about it yet. I've just, only t- I've just been talking about it on Discord a lot. The Dream <laughs> is <laughs> a new Stitcher premium podcast that is also free, but the Stitcher premium version has no ads. I think The Dream is about multi-level marketing schemes slash pyramid schemes because they're all pyramid schemes the first episode talks mm-hmm. about the history of the pyramid scheme in the united states actually interview some people who ran pyramid schemes and got away with it uh oh wow and it's produced by someone from flint or at least they're pro- it's produced by someone who lived near flint michigan uh and mm. Uh, she goes back to that area because everyone in that area, every, especially every woman that she knows or used to know is into multi-level marketing because it is such a gendered thing uh, for anyone. who yeah, just it really is. Quick, quick thing. Multi-level marketing basically just means like you recruits, you sell things for this company, but really the money, the real money is in recruiting other people to also sell the shit to other people who will they will then recruit and they will make money so it's just it's a pyramid scheme um yeah we talk there, there's there's talk of the the gendering of this you know how it targets women how it actually kind of creates this false sense of community uh they actually take one of the people working on the show and sign them up well they sign up this is it's not like a prank thing they sign up for a makeup mlm to kind of find out what it's like now because you can get a lot of info oh, about they- they own a Ross and Carrie. Yeah, they own a Ross and Carrie, but they're actually people yeah. you can listen to for an extended amount of time without getting annoyed. Um, <laughs> I like own a Ross and Carrie, but I feel that I listened to like four episodes a long time ago and got re- that's back when I hated Justin McElroy's voice. So maybe I need to listen again. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'd give it. I'd give it. I found his Sawbones ads grating in the extreme, which is why I didn't listen to Bam Bam for forever. But the dream, very well produced. They actually look into some angles of things that I wouldn't have even thought to. And right now where it's at, they're talking about like a lot of the uh, a lot of the men who started this stuff in the 50s. It's wild. Um, So, yeah. This is probably one of the few bigger podcasts I will recommend because it feels bigger because it's on Stitcher Premium. I don't know if that automatically means it's a bigger podcast, but it's high quality, fascinating as shit. And I and that I will say that is coming from someone who had very hippie parents who would have totally (laughs) fall. Actually, my mom was in an MLM for a while. Now that I look back. But oh no, we didn't we didn't go head over heels for it. But there are some families that do that shit, and it's like I have an Amway business. No, you don't. No, you so that's don't. my second recommendation: the Dream on Stitcher, wherever you can find podcasts. There's an ad free. The ads are fine, by the way. They're not egregious. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Before I go into my second one, okay. I do want to give credit. The pun was by Jeff Van Driesen, hey. um, who writes and produces Greater Boston. <laughs> he's a co-writer co-producer he's that, great that, that um so my second like recommendation pond. right yeah <laughs> iconic jeff um my second recommendation is a new nightville presents um it is called adventures in new america Ooh. have i done this one before we haven't we've talked have. about the the thing but we haven't talked about adventures in new america yet got it so this podcast is so fun it is an audio drama um it is a post-apocalyptic comedy um with deep 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 roots in in uh, breaking down like the garbage of modern day (laughs) um there's a lot of social commentary that is fun and also very astute so it follows a character who is terminally ill and he is trying to find ways to pay for his medical treatment just in sheer desperation um there is a large cast of characters but what i what i love most so far and i think this is i think the shift is going to focus a little bit wait I think the focus is going to shift <laughs> to be on the characters a little bit more a little bit later. Um, but I am in love with the world that they built. Um, so it takes place in New New York, um, which is different from the Futurama New New York. And there are these alien uh, zombie vampires um, who are written brilliantly because... They play on a lot of tropes of vampires and zombies and aliens. Um, They are basically a bunch of rich, leech-like white people, you know, stealing, literally stealing the life of the black people in the city um, in ways that are, it's very, very well written, very, again, funny, very astute. And there's little details, like they they go to this Poke Bowl restaurant, um... And it is, like, the most massively gentrified thing, and everything on the menu sounds absolutely repulsive, <laughs> and it's just fantastic. It's it's campy, it's over-the-top, it is well-acted, well-designed, it has, you know, kind of that throwback to old radio drama that is Adventures in New America. It is 
just now starting out. It's fantastic. Please give it a listen. It is so much fun. Excellent. Cool. And I think that'll do it. Uh, Thank you so much, everyone, (sighs) for sticking with us through this uh, somewhat committed (laughs) attempt at simulating a (laughs) podcast review. Will, where can people find you online? People can find me on Twitter at, at WillWWrites. That's W-I-L-W underscore rights. You can find me at WillWilliams.reviews. You can find me on Discover Pods. You can find me on the podcast host. You can find the article that I did on Polygon that one time. Um, Yeah. Gavin, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at The Pod Report. T-H-E-P-O-D-R-E-P-O-R-T. That's where I will be talking about just podcasting stuff in general uh tweeting uh, the uh, reviews of the things i microwave at work for lunch and coming soon i'm going to be retweeting myself from another account talking about my upcoming uh sci-fi sitcom series that is yeah. we're working on it or we're working on it it was about to be a table read that we're working on it makes it sound like stuff's been Ooh. recorded already but um yeah expect to see something about that because i'm gonna be retiring my newsletter for a while but i'm starting another newsletter that's for the sci-fi thing so that's fair there will be posts there will be things so you can follow me there and there might be stuff on my website if i can ever finish the friggin sawbones book (laughs) (laughs) i think that oh and if you want to find the podcast dialed up podcast dialed up podcast.wordpress.com is where you can find the show you can find details about from the sound up and you can also find the show on your favorite podcatcher if you happen to be not listening on on one right now yep all righty well will thank okay. you for joining me on this late thank you saturday evening we're recording this yeah i gotta go pack for a flight that's at six in the morning i'm super happy about it all right it's gonna be great go oh. pack bye <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>